wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this action-packed episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I want to welcome each and every one of you here tonight to the program. We got a lot of great information to talk about. We've got high spots, we've got the snippets of truth, we've got the FWWC, and of course, right here in my hand, fresh off the printer, later this evening, later this hour, as a matter of fact, we will have the opportunity to unveil. Next week's Wrestle Madness 4 tournament bracket lineup right here. I want to give a very special shout out to our selection committee. We're going to be talking about them here in just a little bit. Uh, before we get things started, if you want to join us here tonight on the program, you want to send us messages, make it a point to join us on the comments section. We look forward to seeing all those great comments here this evening. Also make it a point to share this with your friends and family. You can catch us out WrestleTalkPodcast.com as well as all forms of social media and make sure that you sign in here to the program tonight so we can be able to identify who all is tuning in tonight to tonight's episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. And right off the bat, we've got messages coming in. Thank you for being here. Uh, we got the, the Lumberjacks are in the house tonight. We got a couple others also as well. Again, if you want to join us, make it a point to send us some messages. We look forward to sharing all of those great messages with you here this evening. Also, as you notice on the screen, please make sure you can support the Wrestle Talk podcast by sending stars. The more stars you send us, the more money we earn to create more content and give away great merchandise items and support other causes. So please make it a point to show your support to the Wrestle Talk podcast as you always do each and every week. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a lot of people joining us here this evening, pretty much throughout the evening here on the Wrestle Madness preview show here tonight as a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and bring in one of our broadcast colleagues from all the way on the West Coast, the one, the only, Justin Waits. Justin, how are you doing here this evening, sir? Gentlemen, oh, we're just one man here. Yeah. Rob, uh, Mr. Roberts, I am doing fine. Just got done doing uh, some... Uh work here out here in the seattle area um i hope you guys are staying warm i saw that you guys got some snow um i look i'm sorry if it looks like i'm looking the other way but the way the camera is here on my tablet it's making things just a little awkward for me i'm ready to talk some uh wrestling game tonight uh there's a lot going on with aew wwe impact wrestling new japan nwa oh man i have a lot to say about the nwa tonight luke well, you know, Justin, we talked about it right before you came on the program. Right here in my hands, we're going to go for Wrestle Madness 4 here within the within the hour. We're going to find out those 64 individuals that will be participating in Wrestle Madness 4 right here next week. And I can tell you right now, we have already been confirmed that the maestro Jeremy Carp, 
the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, yourself, uh, myself, Hardcore Hoss, and I can give this exclusive here. From my understanding in our meeting here earlier today, I know you were a busy man. You were actually out and about this afternoon as we had our meeting. I have heard that Nightmare Jones will be making an appearance here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, Wrestle Madness 4, right here next week, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock on the East Coast. And for those of you on the West Coast, it is 5 p.m. right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Now, Justin, as you well know, before we get tonight started, I mean, I know you're looking forward to all the great wrestling talk right here on the program, but we would be remiss besides thanking our great viewers here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. We also need to make it a point to uh, acknowledge our great sponsors of the Wrestle Talk podcast, without whom the Wrestle Talk podcast does not exist. They keep us going each and every week, just like the viewers. And as a matter of fact here, I think we got them right here across the bottom of the screen. Our great sponsors, Royal Mills Transportation with Dewan Mills out in the Kansas City area. You'll be able to check him out here a little bit later on this evening as a part of the FWWC. Rathbun Engraving, home of that great Russell Talk podcast mug. Nobleman Barber's Lounge, Kansas City. Kincade Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. Interstate 70 Sports Media. Little Popeye Designs, home of that great Russell Talk podcast Tumblr. And of course, the, fan- the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC. Now, I got to tell you right now, if you want one of those great mugs or one of the tumblers, make it a point to send a message to the uh, WrestleTalk podcast, social media. You can also send it to one of the hosts, and we'll make sure that we get in contact with you to get you one of those great WrestleTalk podcast mugs or tumblers available here for purchase on the WrestleTalk podcast. Now, at this point in time, ladies and gentlemen, We do have a lot of great wrestling to talk about here this evening. But before we do, as we always do each and every week, and hey, look who's joining us already. The one Uh, (laughs) sexy's here tonight. Chris, how are you doing? Uh, Justin, we we lost Justin temporarily. So just just, just so you you know. Well, you know what? While we're getting ready to take care of a little bit of business, we got a little bit of a message here real quick. Go ahead and throw it up here. A woman who's definitely been making some headlines across the St. Louis and the and the uh, Midwest United States. Ashlyn Alexander joining us here on the program. I know she's looking forward to Wrestle Madness as well. And I know, Chris, you're looking forward to it too, even though your, your face doesn't show it. Wrestle Madness 4, we're going to be talking about that here in just a few moments. But before we get things started, as we always do, and thankfully because you're here, you can help us out here tonight. We're going to go ahead and get things taken care of, as we always do each and every week, by going ahead and paying homage to the greatest country in the world. Justin has joined us again. So at this point, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead, remove our caps, and pay homage to the greatest country in the world, and that's America. Ladies and gentlemen, Roseanne bringing us in here to tonight's episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Justin, I, I I can just tell from the look on your face that this is definitely one of the high points of your week right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. As an American, hearing that version of the Star Spangled Banner just makes me 
want to rip my ears out. It's just, you know, as Americans, we should take pride in that song. That's the song we should present to enemies when they think they have the upper hand on us. We should let them hear that thinking they have the upper hand. And then, you know, when all the, uh, I'm not going to get political, but uh, <laughs> well, this is well, nor the time or the place. The well, song's well, well, I'll tell you right. Let's, yeah. let's get well, into wrestling talk. All right. Well, like I said here, we're going to be talking about high spots here in just a couple seconds. But like I said, we want to make sure to encourage you to put those uh, comments out there. we got a lot of great comments here. We've already had the Lumberjacks, Ashlyn Alexander joining us here tonight. We've got several others. I know uh, I got a message earlier on this evening that our good friend from the snow-capped mountains in the booming metropolis of Topeka, Kansas, uh, that being uh, our good buddy Drew. Uh, Drew Chandler is going to be joining us here in a little bit. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I know our good friend Mike Chisholm will be joining us here on the program. I know he's going to be uh, checking in from time to time. He's out on the West Coast here this weekend, or this week, I should say. So like I say, now we know that Chris is here. We know we got everything taken care of behind the scenes. So let's go ahead, as you said earlier on, Justin, let's talk pro wrestling. Let's talk the high spot segment right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Chris, can you go ahead and hit the music, please? My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. Wrestle Talk podcast. DJ Money. Welcome to high spots where we pop news like Claire Chop. We talk shop, coming through the screen with a laptop. And non-stop like I want to speak with a black top. We hit hard like cash shots and backdrops. I'm uh. a fast, like a belly flop. Now that's hard. We up to speed while they stay slow. Wrestle talk podcast. Now they know we about to start the show. Uh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, DJ Money bringing us into the high spot segment here this Tuesday night on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Justin, I got to ask you, as being one of the newest members of the Wrestle Talk podcast here, what do you think of that great introduction by DJ Money? Well, unfortunately, I was still logging in. I did not get to hear that uh, introduction. I'm sure it was glorious, just like his own show is. Uh, it just, uh, I, uh, I honestly, I. Uh, I forgive. I uh, forgive. I apologize for not. <laughs> I apologize for not being ready on time. It just uh, I was doing some uh, last minute stuff here at work, and it had to be done because uh, I'm working with a law firm that expects a lot of things. So I have to make sure I get that stuff in before I get to have my fun time with you, gentlemen. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now again. Uh, shout out to Sunny Money Mayo. Haven't making a point to have my hot chocolate here this evening. I know Sonny Money's probably sitting in his wonderful home in Kansas City drinking several cups of coffee, getting ready for tonight's program. There's my uh, got his his 800 gallon or 800 ounces of coffee right there. Nope, water. It's just water, and it's 100 ounces. So I get my daily intake in just by filling this sucker up. Oh, wow. So. Well, you know something, Justin? We're going to be going ahead and filling our, our our viewers here up with a lot of wrestling knowledge. And we're going to go ahead and start with the high spot segment. we got several questions here. I do know that even though you were busy this afternoon prior to our meeting, uh, I do know that you are very familiar with the questions we have. So let's go ahead and, again, bear with me here because our randomizer, for some reason, it seems to kind of go on and on and on. So let's okay. go ahead and hit the randomizer and get our first high spots question up here this evening on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Let's go ahead and hit the randomizer. No whammies. No whammies. Stop. <laughs>
Ooh, and what a and I, I what can't a question to talk about. This. And what a question, Justin. I'm just going to give the question, and I'm going to give you the floor. That Harley Race, hard Harley Race, Harley Race, Jack Briscoe. <laughs> they're rolling in their graves right now. Uh, you know, it just I can't believe. This is like if you made Brodus Clay WWE champion. It didn't happen. This shouldn't have happened. Now, here's the thing. Brodus Clay is a very talented individual, but he is not of NWA heavyweight title standards. You had Trevor Murdoch. You had Nick Aldis. Oh, I can't oh, – I'm, 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 I'm a slip of the tongue here. Right? Or not – just a, uh, the champion before him. Matt Cardona. Uh, uh, Everybody yeah, gets uh, who was, oh, you have, there was a, oh, there was a, you had Adam Pierce be the champion. Cole uh, Cabana. Cole Cabana, uh, 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 you know, it just, um, the, the greats go on and on. It just, uh, Tyrus would be that monster heel. Now, bear with me, Rob. Back in the 70s, Pedro Morales held the belt, correct? The WWF belt, correct? Yes, you are correct. I believe it was the okay. WWF at the time, but yes. And he lost it to Stan Stasiak, correct? Very good, very good. Okay, so I guess you could put it in that realm because it, it, it's, it's a transition, then that's fine. But this is a big mistake. Nick Aldis is going all over social media saying, you know, there's some create there's creative reasons why he has parted ways. A lot of people are thinking that this is maybe uh, a setup that he's not really has left the company to uh, booster himself in to contract negotiations. Uh, but he's all, he's talking bad about booking and, it makes me wonder that, uh, you know, the direction of the NWA is not in the greatest realm. But like I said, if he's a transitional champion, if he's just holding the belt for a cup of tea, then I have no problems with it. But it just, I was taken aback. I thought either Trevor Murdoch was going to retain or Matt Cardona, because wasn't he in the triple threat as well? That is correct, uh, Justin. Yes. You have Matt Cardona, just, Trevor Murdoch, and Tyrus, the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. That's what one. do you think? What do you think? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, from what I've seen, I mean, most people would say Tyrus, NWA world champion, couldn't be farther away. I'm going to look at it from the other side of the coin. He is a former NWA world television champion. And the man did something that a lot of champions in the NWA never did. And that was he surrendered the television championship I believe he was the either the lucky seven, I believe, or something, or the lucky six, or whatever it was, to win an opportunity to challenge for the heavyweight title, and he gave up the television championship to get a shot and to get insert himself in the triple threat match. I mean, you and I, Justin, know very well that NWA television championship has been held by some greats, and to very, his, very good. yeah, to to give up that title for just a chance to wrestle for it, I got to give him props for it. I just, it just, it's just shocking because uh, I'm sorry. I, I think I, I, I just see him as either a tag holder or a secondary belt holder. He is not heavyweight championship, world championship material. It just, uh, it just, it's just very, very, very disappointing right now. I just, that's just my, my thought. If it's like I said, for, you know, a short term uh, transition, I really don't know why they took it off Trevor. I thought Trevor was doing a very good job of it. But a lot of people are saying because uh, 
you know, Tyrus has got, you know, he's got some backing with him being on Fox television. You know, it's bringing, you know, he's bringing a little extra oomph to the, to the organization. I don't know. Um, it's not good though, seeing uh, a top star of the company uh, calling out the creative uh, portion of the company. It's not good. Um, you know, from this with NWA and then you have the inner fightings going on at AEW. It's very frustrating when you're wanting that, um, when you're wanting that dynamic of how it was with the WWF and WCW back in the day. It's kind of hard to get behind other promotions when you're seeing these struggles from behind the, and that's why I think social media, is kind of, we've kind of been spoiled with social media. Because you know, with the with the with the rise of social media and stuff, we're getting spoiled, seeing these uh, backstage things happen. Back in the day, we didn't know this anything was going on. It kept the mystique. Social media technology is kind of taking away the mystique of pro wrestling. Well, I did tell you right now here, and we got somebody, and I know our our uh, media team in the back has got a message here as part of our. Our chat here from a, a good friend of the show, Christopher Miles. Can we go ahead and throw up his comment here? I think a lot of people would agree with this statement. It's also Tyrus yes. to wear the belt on Fox News. I that that is it. That, that, that's going to be what a lot of people think. And you know something, Justin? I think to be fair, because you and I are kind of on both sides of the coin, I think the best way to go about it would be to have a third point of view, a third piece of the puzzle. And I know that he's backstage. I'm going to go ahead and bring him in. He's no stranger to the Wrestle Talk podcast. As a matter of fact, he's also the host of Roundabout Sports on Interstate 70 Sports Media, which I believe you can catch every Wednesday evening right here on all your great social media outlets. Let's go ahead and bring him in, the one and only, the maestro, Jeremy Carp. Let's see if we can get him in here. Maestro, how you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. It's been pretty busy. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? We're doing fantastic. We're doing absolutely wonderful now. We've had this kind of a, I mean, we've, we've known each other a long time on both sides of this conversation, but Jeremy, I got to throw this one at you. Okay. Iris, NWA world champion, your thoughts, good thing, bad thing, somewhere in the middle. Tell us what you think. Um, somewhere in the middle. And this is how I look at it. It could, it's not going to be the end all for, or the end all, the downfall, the rising of the NWA as a lot of people want to make it. I know a lot of people don't like Tyrus because of his political beliefs. Um, and I can gladly say that I don't fully agree with his uh, political leanings. Nevertheless, I feel that, and it's kind of tying into what Christopher Miles was saying, and that being that while it's also Tyrus can wear the belt on Fox News, even if it's not just so he can wear it on Fox News, it's just the attention that comes with it. You bring the belt any type of notoriety in any way. I mean, look at Jinder Mahal winning the WWE Championship. Um, it wasn't exactly the biggest move. It wasn't exactly the smartest move. But they did it because, once again, WWE was trying to gain an audience. And they figured, it, especially Vince, figured there was a big audience they could capitalize on. That's the same thing that Billy Corgan and the NWA are trying to do right now. Um, but like I said, it's not something I'm fully on board with. But at the same time, you know, there's always worse options out there. It's just Trevor Murdoch. I love the guy. I was so I was there when he won the title. I was so happy for him. 
unfortunately, at some point, the champion has to lose. And this is just who he happened to lose to. Well, well, I got to throw it out here, and I think I'm going to agree with Justin on this point. To me, I feel right now that if you're not going to have Trevor Murdoch hold the championship, I think right now you have three very capable individuals to hold the championship. You got Trevor Murdoch, you got a Matt Cardona, and before everything went on, a Nick Aldis. I mean, all three of these men are very credible individuals to have the championship. But to me, I think the best way to put it's only time will tell. I mean, is this a is this a publicity ploy? Is it finally giving him the respect he deserves by being a former NWA TV champion? One thing we're going to know only time is going to tell when it comes to the idea of Tyrus. And I got to say it one more time. Tyrus as the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion as a result of the main event at Hard Times 3. Now, let's go ahead here. Uh, Jeremy, you are aware of the randomizer. I think you've got the button this time. So let's okay. hit the randomizer for our second question here tonight on the High Spot segment. Okay, so I'm going to, I believe. Ooh, we got the question up here. Randomizer was a little bit slow tonight, but look at what's here. As of late, Nick Aldis, Billy Corgan have been having many issues on social media. We kind of heard Justin's commentary. I'm going to be actually, Justin, you're going to be proud of me. I'm going to echo a lot of what you said. In About the damn time. Yeah, it's one of those when you sit there and look at it, when you have an issue in the world of professional wrestling, I was always brought up in the idea of you don't need to make a lot of things public knowledge. You go to the people that you need to talk to. You go to the people, and I'm going to say it this way, who write your contract, who write your checks, who do all the things that you are responsible for. You go to them, and you say what you feel. Now, when it comes to Nick Aldis, does he have some credibility here? Maybe, maybe not. But to me, I think this makes everybody look bad when you've got a man with somebody with that reputation, a multi-time world heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis, not just in the NWA, but Impact Wrestling as well. And you've got somebody with that kind of experience. And you've got Billy Corgan, who's not necessarily learning on his feet. He's been around wrestling for a while. When it comes down to it, I don't think it's the wisest of moves. I think it's actually a very negative. And a lot of the viewers here that have been putting it in the chat have been saying the same thing. A very negative move. We're going to go ahead and throw it to Jeremy. And Justin, I'm going to come back to you because I know that you've got some more you want to add to this. Jeremy, your thoughts about the whole Nick Aldis, Billy Corgan situation. So I think the best way to look at it is exactly what Christopher Miles said. Neither Billy Corgan or Nick Aldis look good in this situation. And, you know... It's 2022, so social media is the is rampant. It is such ease of access, and there's so many different platforms in which you can speak your mind. Um, but just because you can doesn't mean you should, you know. And I, you know, Luke, I have to agree with you on the mindset of if you have a problem with somebody, there's a lot better way to confront them about it. You know, you talk with them one-on-one. -on -one. You don't air out your grievances for millions of people to see and then create more negative publicity that falls on both you and the other parties involved. Um, this is definitely a bad look for both Nick and Billy Corgan because this affects 
uh, Nick Aldis in the sense that if he gets bookings from other promotions, they're going to be like, well, wait a minute. I know he's a talented wrestler. He's a hell of a champion, but wait a minute. I mean, look at the attitude he brings. If, if we don't treat him like royalty, who's to say he's not going to do the same thing to us that he did to Billy Corgan? And, of course, on the other side, you got Billy Corgan where you have an entire locker room that you have to – you're never going to always be universally loved. Such as in life, you're never going to be universally loved by everybody. But at the same time, you have to keep the respect of everybody in the locker room. Otherwise, things start to fall apart. And he lost respect of Nick Aldis. And that's where we really started to get to this situation. So, yes, I agree with Christopher Miles when he had stated that neither gentleman looked good in this situation. And... The NWA cannot afford more negative publicity at this time, kind of tying into what we just talked about as far as who their new world heavyweight champion is. So there's a lot going on between, which is interesting because look at the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot going on within the NWA, some of it good, some of it bad, but they have to tread lightly from this point on. Well, I can tell you right now, I think we might need to change the nickname of the maestro to the future veteran here because definitely having a lot of a lot of uh, good points here. Justin, you brought this to the table to begin with. We've kind of come full circle. I'm going to go ahead and bring it back to you here for closing thoughts about this whole Nick Aldis, Billy Corgan situation. Well, like I said, you know, we've been kind of spoiled with technology, social media. Back in the day, we didn't see these these inner uh, struggles between uh, workers and promoters. You know, back in the day, Jim Hurd and Ric Flair had a major issue in WCW in 1991 where Flair was not happy. Uh, Jim Hurd's like, you're going to drop the belt. And Flair's like, no, you're going to give me my deposit before I do it. Hurd told him, you know, very bad words that I'm not going to say on the show. Right. But uh, Flair went north. And, you know, people didn't know why he went north when he appeared in WWF programming. Uh, they saw the big gold on WWF programming. We didn't know the whole inside scoop. Nowadays, we know what was happening. Uh, you know, the mystique is gone. I just, this, you know, we don't need to be knowing what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, uh, the ramblings. You know, people watch this, you know, to see the stories of good and evil. Not the bickerings of of the uh, of the tears of the promotion. It doesn't look good for Nick. It doesn't look good for Billy. Uh, you know, uh, Billy is the you know the owner of this organization. Nick was the number one man in the organization, and with him talking like this, it also doesn't help his cause. If he maybe wants to go somewhere else, because you know if he's talking bad now, you know, and they see the inner struggles he's having with him that it might show, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right, but it might show that he doesn't play well with others. That's true, yeah. and, and like I said, we've got a, several people who are making the comments here as well, talking about all this and Corgan having issues from before NWA 74, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of summarize this, and again, this is kind of one of those things, you got to be a true wrestling fan. Let's not revisit Spartacus, okay? We're not going to oh. go there. We're going to go ahead. We're going to move on now. I've had my question with the randomizer. Jeremy's had his question with the randomizer. Justin, we're going to go ahead and hit the randomizer, and you're going to be able in just a second to pop up your question. You're going to start first here, so we're going to go ahead, hit the randomizer, Mr. Cart, and we're going to get the last question for high spots going here. 
So he's going to hit the randomizer. Again, the noise effect is not going off, but that's okay. Just <laughs> All right, Justin, I'm going to go ahead and throw this to you. You can go ahead and, and take the lead here. Ooh, man, you know, everybody's wanting MJF to win that belt, but I just loved him chasing the belt. I think they should – I don't know, I just – you know, they keep they keep making John Moxley the champion, you know, and I, he is a workhorse. Moxley is a workhorse for AEW. Um, I believe he is the cornerstone of that company. He's uh, – I just I, – I think Moxley needs to walk out this weekend with the title and uh, and MJF needs to come back at him. He'll, he'll get that belt. I believe he's one of the number one workers in the country. I don't like it that they kind of got a face turn going on with him. I think he could be one the number one ad guy, the but mother the number one M bad MFer in the in the in the United States in the world as as a worker. Uh, I don't like you know. I think he is one of the most devious bad guys on television, and uh, they need. I don't like how they're swaying away from that. Um, you know, uh, I think that Moxley needs to walk out and MJF. You know, I like, you know, you know, just kind of lay low for a second, keep him on the shows and stuff. But at the last split second, him come in and get that belt somewhere down the road. I just don't think this weekend's it. Uh, Maestro? So this is the interesting thing when I look at MJF. So there's a lot of wrestlers out there who their peak actually comes in their chase. I think a prime example is Daniel Bryan when he was with WWE and the whole Daniel Bryan versus the Authority storyline. What was the biggest thing for him? It was him constantly going against the Authority who was constantly trying to hold him back. Once he reached the top finally, albeit injuries did get in the way, but once he did get to the top, it just wasn't the same. And the weird thing is, even though he was a babyface and MJF is a heel, I kind of have that same thought process when I look at MJF. MJF is, in my opinion, top three heel in the industry right now. And when I look at him every week on Dynamite or on Rampage, when he goes out there, a lot of it is him talking about either being held back or how he has to keep climbing and getting to where he's at and how he's busted his butt to get where he's at. You know, it's a lot different than if he had every single title. I mean, he's cash. He's won a lot of things except that title. You know, how many uh, diamond rings has he won in AEW? You know, he's won the Casino Battle Royal. He's won a lot, but it's the main title, the AEW World Champion, that's eluded him. And, you know, Justin said it about John Moxley. Through all the highs and lows in AEW, and, you know, there's a lot going on there right now. Um, that's a whole high spots part in of itself. Um, John Moxley is that constant. You know, it reminds me of when the locker room in WWE had their uh, walk out and they, you know, you had maybe four wrestlers who came out to the ring. To me, that's kind of what John Moxley is right now for AEW. He's the one that whenever things are good or bad, he's the one that's going to show up, pour his heart and soul out, 
whether or not people respect his style or not, because he loves the industry. Um, I think it would do much better for the company if John Moxley won and left full gear as champion than MJF. I think MJF's time will come when he will become champion, but I just don't think it's that time just yet. All right, I'm going to be the guy to finish this up, finish up high spots with several play on words here. Okay, okay. so bear with me. Number one, John Moxley has carried the shield of AEW for quite a while. I don't think he was expecting with everything that went on. I really expect that by the time Full Gear is concluded this Saturday night, you're going to see one of the biggest swerves, and I don't mean Swerve Strickland, in professional wrestling when MJF has a firm stronghold on the AEW World Championship belt as the camera fades out this Saturday night. It's simple as that. Now, gentlemen, we got a lot of things to talk about there in the high spots, and we do have a couple more questions we're going to talk about a little bit more. But ladies and gentlemen, and Jeremy, I hope, I know this is going to sound a little strange, but do we have the breaking news sounder? Because I think, as we talked about earlier on with our post, right here is some breaking news. We're going to go ahead. We told you about it. Jeremy, let's see. Do we have the breaking news sounder? We should have the breaking news. I will admit it. It is not often that I'm the one that has to bring. Yep, here it is. All right. Let's go ahead and hit it. Hit the breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen of the Wrestle Talk podcast, we told you on social media, we told you at the top of the hour, right here in Miami, for those that are not familiar, next week will be the fourth installment of Wrestle Madness, an opportunity for all of the hosts of the Wrestle Talk podcast and our viewers to kind of look at the what would happen in the world of professional wrestling if we eliminated the idea of promotions. We had the opportunity for wrestlers from decades versus decades, promotions versus promotions. Ladies and gentlemen, this coming Tuesday, right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, we are going to have the fourth installment. And ladies and gentlemen, here on the program tonight, we are going to go ahead here, and I think Justin's going to be joining us again in just a few moments. We're going to go ahead and share... The four brackets in the first round left, 64 competitors in total for this installment of the Wrestle Talk podcast, Wrestle Madness 4. Finally, I get some applause here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I don't have people talking trash about me here in the messages yet. And again, before we get too far along, I want to go ahead and give a special shout out to our committee. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to um, the Russell Talk podcast own Sonny Money Mayo and Justin Wade. He were both on the committee, as well as Mike Chisholm, our good friend from Vancouver, and our good friend Stuart Kemp. Uh, they were all a part of the committee. I uh, want to give them a shout-out. And can we give them a round of applause, too, Jeremy? Because Absolutely. We get a round of applause for helping us put together this bracket of 64 wrestlers to compete. Now, I would be remiss if I told you what our, our main theme was. After much discussion, Wrestle Madness 4 will showcase 
the greatest light heavyweight wrestler ever. Now, this was a challenge for our committee because if you look at promotions throughout the world, the light heavyweight or welterweight or middleweight or cruiserweight divisions were all separated by the very smallest of differences. They ranged from, I believe it was 180 pounds all the way to the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship, which was at 235 pounds. So we made a decision collectively as a committee to put any wrestler at 225 pounds or lighter into the bracket. And Aaron Wallace joining us here on the program tonight. And I see you again, Aaron. So at this point in time, we're going to go ahead and we're going to avail the first bracket of 16. So at this point, let me go ahead. I'll go ahead and announce them. I don't think we have any graphics for it, but I can definitely go ahead and announce them. The first matchup is definitely one that's going to interest a lot of people here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Our first matchup in bracket number one is Rey Mysterio oh, taking on New Japan's time bomb, Hiromu Takahashi. The second match, kind of a throwback for some of our wrestling viewers, Phil LaFon taking on the Cuban assassin, Angel Acevedo. For those who don't know, uh, the Cuban assassin, well-known in the Pacific Northwest, primarily in Canada, very accomplished wrestler. We all have heard of Phil LaFon as well, former tag team specialist with Doug Furness. Third match, a match that nobody would expect. But again, that's what makes Wrestle Madness so unique. Billy Kidman taking on Gerald Briscoe. Oh, my gosh. Before you get too animated, <laughs> just remember, Gerald Briscoe, former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. Again, you got to give him some credit, not just because he was Vince McMahon's right-hand man. He oh, did it and the gold. Number so four. That's the thing. Justin, a lot of people don't know him from what he did in later WWF. That's such a sad thing. That because is a man, man could tie you up like nobody's business. That I'm is I'm a very true. tough man. I believe I'm very strong. Uh, but if I was to encounter him, he would tie me up looking like one of the acrobats for the Circus Olay in Las Vegas. <laughs> and Justin, I got to tell you, you you've been in the ring with me countless times, and I'll tell you, he would have he would have tied me into a pretzel. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Man was great in the ring. Match four, Super Crazy versus the Cobra. Now, for those that aren't familiar, the Cobra is another competitor. It was primarily made his name in the Pacific Northwest and in Canada. Number five, a matchup that's going to have a lot of people interested: Brian Danielson, the American Dragon taking on Pero Aguayo from uh, the uh, from south of the border in Mexico. Number six, Paul London versus Nightmare Danny Davis. A lot of people don't know that outside of being one of the key people behind OVW, Danny Davis was a very accomplished wrestler in the ring as well. Seven, Shane Helms taking on El Santo. Ooh, ooh. The final match in the first bracket. Dwayne Gill makes the 64, taking oh, the yeah. King of Hearts, the Rocket, the Black Heart, Owen Hart, and the final match. match of the first bracket. What? I got to tell you right now, that's bracket number one. I got to ask you guys, we got three more brackets still to go. 
Anybody that stands no. out here, any matches no. that stand out, anybody you think that shouldn't be here, anybody you think you're going to want to know where they're going to be. Maestro, I'm going to you. Anything stand out in that first bracket? Yeah, I got something. As soon as you said um, that Dwayne Gill was going to be on it, I'm not uh, like it just it just blows my mind. All I can think of. Oh, cheeky baby, cheeky baby. Especially against Owen Hart. Well, thanks thanks for coming, Dwayne Gill. Uh, Just like that, you are out of there. Well, Jeremy, I got to throw this one at you. Remember the rules that we said in in Wrestle Madness 1. Each one of our uh, hosts has a golden ticket. And you know Joe Lance Nightmare Jones is going to be on the show. Yeah, we all know what his golden ticket for Gilbert defeating Owen Hart. I'm going to tell you this right now. Nightmare Jones has used his golden ticket very erratically in the past. We let it slide in the tag team one in regards to demolition. We we let it slide on that. We almost needed a second committee on that. I will not let it slide if he even considers using it on Gilberg. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, there is. mm There has to be some special committee reserved for the possibility. That just <coughs> that just irks my soul. I, I think I'm I'm hurt a little bit. Like just thinking about that. this is like oh. if it was what's this tournament called again, Luke? Wrestle Madness. This is like a wrestle madness if it was for jobbers right there with with Dwayne Gill, you know, Gilberg, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, I just remember him in the job squad, and then as a parody of him as uh, a Goldberg knockoff. And I really wish Goldberg was signed with the WWF during that time, because if they put him in the ring with Gilberg, I think he would have speared him in half. Well, I was going to say, I remember they were in the ring together. I uh, believe they? around they were. Yeah, in about 2003, I believe. And all of a oh. sudden, Ed Goldberg did spear Gilbert right in half. <laughs> well, okay. You know, all right. Well, you know something? I'm going to have to throw this to Justin because I threw it to Jeremy. Uh, Justin, any thoughts, anything that really stood out to you in, in the first bracket? First bracket, uh, seeing. Um... Uh, Brian Danielson in there. Uh, who's he? Who's he squared up against? Danielson against Peril Aguayo. Yeah. Now this is not. This is senior Peril Aguayo. Correct? That is correct. Okay. Um, that that's a tough one. Also, uh, Mysterio and I can't pronounce his name. Takahashi. Takahashi. That's going to be a good one. I'm hoping that we see a Mysterio Owen Hart final. That would be ooh, ooh that would be great. That'd be a great that one would bracket. Be good. Justin, I gotta tell you right now, we're not gonna go into the, the choices here just yet. But the match that stood out to me in round number one or in the first bracket is uh Ray Mysterio and the time bomb. For those that know Luke Roberts very well, I am a huge fan of the time bomb, Los Gobernales de Japón. I gotta tell you that matchup definitely from the beginning intrigues me now gentlemen that's just one of the four brackets and i'm going to tell you right now we will have these brackets up in the next few hours right here on social media so you can give your input you can give your thoughts as to what's going to happen as a part of wrestle madness for this next tuesday now gentlemen at this point let's go to bracket number two 
you thought bracket number one would had some in, insane matchups. Bracket two is just as crazy. Okay, we got down to go on forever. The first match in bracket two, Sean Waltman taking on Danny Hodge. Okay. Matchup number two, Hayabusa taking on Dick Steinborn. Well-known independent wrestler uh, throughout the country. Number three, the matchup that's going to get the lot of the Wrestle Talk family buzzing. Oh no! Chris Jericho taking on Will Osprey. Oh, 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 oh no! That that deserves that deserves um. A Go! <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Psychosis versus Gama Singh. Five. Ultimo Dragon taking on Koji Kanemoto. Juventud Guerrera taking on Nightmare Ken Wayne. Another matchup. I got to tell you, this is one when I saw these last two matches, I immediately thought uh, of Justin Wade on both of these. Eddie Guerrero versus Hiroshi Hase. And Kurt Angle versus Shinjiro Otani. Both phenomenal matchups. Uh, I, I'm going to give this to you. Your thoughts on the – now that we've got the first half of the bracket done, your thoughts on that second bracket. i got to tell you, there's a lot of interesting matchups in bracket number two. Is it to me? Yep. Oh, I want to see – I'm hoping we get a final of Osprey and Angle. They're going to tear each other apart. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Osprey and Jericho. If it's Jericho now – uh, Osprey's going, you know, gonna gonna clean up, clean house with them. But if we're talking about Jericho from 08, 09, that would that would that's gonna tear the house down. Um, Maestro, your thoughts on bracket right. two? I'm telling you right now, he is a he was ranked as a top 25 wrestler by PWI, um, and he's a multi-time world champion worldwide. Um, I'm telling you. My favorite in that bracket, besides Eddie Guerrero, that I would love to see in the final of this, Hoovy. Hoovy 2 Guerrero. I have been a longtime fan. Um, and I will say, he has only lost the uh, Luchas de Apustas match once. Wow. Lost four of them, and he's only lost one of them. So I will say. Um, and that was at, uh, I believe, Super Brawl for WCW. But I'm excited that he's included in this. I'm excited for guys like Psychosis that are included. I know on the other bracket you had mentioned Super Crazy. So, obviously, Eddie Guerrero is going to be a huge favorite in this tournament. Um, honestly, did not expect Kurt Angle in there. But that is a game changer. So, very intrigued to see what happens with that. Well, I can tell you right now, gentlemen... My sleeper match for the second bracket, or for the second bracket, is going to stun a lot of people. My sleeper match for the second bracket is Sean Waltman versus Danny Hodge, and my personal—I don't normally tip my hand, but I'm going to tell you, for me as a wrestling purist, final part of bracket two. If I have any say in Wrestle Madness four, Kurt Angle, Danny Hodge. Ooh. Okay. Again, lots of different avenues to go with Wrestle Madness. And again, you can thank the great committee for putting this together for you. Like I said, we've had the greatest wrestler of the 90s. 
the greatest tag team, the greatest women's wrestler, and now the greatest light heavyweight in professional wrestling history. Now, gentlemen, that's only half. That's two of the four brackets. Justin, I got to ask you, you ready for bracket three? Oh, I was born ready. <laughs> uh, Maestro, are you ready? I'm just going to say this. Do you remember who won WrestleMania's one by chance? WrestleMania's one, I believe, and I'll go back and do the research. I believe it was Ric Flair. Okay. So, Ric Flair, and mm-hmm. then the Road Warriors won WrestleMania's two. Mm-hmm. And then Mae Young won WrestleMania's three. Mm-hmm. I am three for three right now on picks. All three of who I picked have won WrestleMania so far. So you can't pick yet. There's only half the tournament shown. Uh, I know. I'm just saying when the time comes, I'm aiming to go four for four. So I'm excited. Let's go. All right. Well, we shall see. And again, I'm gonna tell you right now, bracket number three is gonna be another phenomenal bracket. If you have thoughts about this tournament, you have questions, you have things here. You can see the Night Owl even shining. There he is. We love you, Night Owl. He's, he's prepping for Wrestle Madness 4 next week. Uh, let's go ahead and move to bracket number three. The first matchup in bracket three, Jeff Hardy versus the great Sasuke. Ooh. Number two, Yoshihiro <laughs> Tajiri versus Robbie Stewart. Okay. The next, wow, the rest of this bracket, I'm going to tell you, in the third bracket, wow. Next one. I think the rest of them, we're going to all be just holding our jaws because it's intense. The next one, Dynamite Kid versus Kenny Omega. Oh, my God. What? Oh, wait, it gets better. What? You might want to hold on to a chair or something sturdy. The next one, Shawn Michaels versus Jerry Lynn. Oh, oh. Tatsumi Dragon Fujinami taking on the Golden Star Kota Ibushi. The next one, I gotta say, it's probably gonna be the sleeper of the bracket, Spike's Heart. The next one, Brad Armstrong taking on the phenomenal AJ Styles. Oh, no. One, Ricochet taking on Dr. W- uh, Dr. Wagner from Mexico. I got to say right now, I'm going to start off with number three. I'm going to tell you right now, to me personally, I don't think there is a bad match in bracket three. I think we always have one bracket that anybody could win. I'm going to tell you right now, in bracket three, based on how Wrestle Madness has been established, this is the bracket to me that any one of these wrestlers could be the winner of bracket three. It's just as simple as that. Uh, Ice, what do you think? Oh, I'm a big fan. I'm a dynamite kid, Mark. You know, I, I when I was a lighter man myself, I you know I I looked to dynamite kid as, as inspiration. I tried to mimic his snap suplex, and I would love to see him go far. But I think he might be stopped by Omega. And I'd like to see in the finals of that bracket, Omega and AJ Styles. Wow. Uh, Maestro, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you. I mean, that is probably the power bracket of this entire tournament. What are your thoughts? 
you and the committee really put <laughs> the dynamite kid with Kenny Omega. That as a fan, I can't tell you how many Dynamite Kid matches I've watched. Oh. And how many Dynamite Kid and British Bulldog matches I've watched. And now you put him against Kenny Omega, who, first off, a lot of people are going to be supporting Kenny Omega on this. I mean, and, and why not? He's one of the world's greatest wrestlers of the past 15 years, past 20 years. And you can make the argument all time. But to me, Dynamite Kid, a lot of this bracket doesn't happen without Dynamite Kid. Even the tag team bracket does not happen without the Dynamite Kid. And, ooh, ooh, this is going to be the ultimate test. And like you said, Luke, there ain't a bad matchup in this in the bracket three. Like this, Look at it this way, gentlemen. And, I mean, again, just I'm, I'm just going to break this into twos. The winner of Hardy Sasuke faces the winner of Tajiri Robbie Stewart. The next one, winner of Kid Omega takes on the winner of Michaels and Ling. Oh, there's yeah, a, and see, I was going to say, there's another one right there. Jerry Lynn, you know, is one of the a long, long outstanding career in professional wrestling and a big influence for so many talents, both in ECW and WWF. And all around the world, TWF, the WWF. I mean, we we have to kind of push that Mr. JL thing to the side. Yeah. But I mean, again, lots of things are still today with AEW. Look at the next one: winner of Fujinami Abushi taking on the winner of Dudley and Bruce Hart, and the winner of Armstrong Styles taking on the winner of Ricochet versus Doctor uh, Wagner. Wow, that's the best. I mean, that's the probably I gotta say it might even be the best bracket we've had in Wrestle Madness. And a matter of fact, we do have a couple of fans here that have posted that are really interested in this bracket, just like we are. And again, we're gonna be making it a point to put this stuff out there on social media, make it a point to follow Wrestle Talk Podcast on social media. Also, as a reminder, like I said, you can put that stuff out there. Remember the hashtag let's talk wrestling. Got a lot of great things here that we can talk about. Uh, and real quick here, we're going to go ahead and again, we're sit, we're continually looking at these brackets. Now, gentlemen, I got to tell you this one, this last bracket, it's got a lot of interesting matchups. I got to say, so let's just, let's just get to it. Number one, Dean Malenko versus Les Thornton. Okay. Number two, the amazing red versus Nelson Royal. Number three, the original Tiger Mask, Satoru Sayama, taking on longtime wrestler and trainer of countless wrestlers, Hiro Matsuda. Finn Balor, or Prince Devitt, for those that would prefer to call him by his name in New Japan or in Ireland, taking on Tyree Pride. Christian Cage, taking on Jumping Joe Savoldi. Mr. Agula, also known as S.A. Rios, or Poppy Chulo, taking on Vern Seibert. Pac, or Pack, I should say, because I want to make sure that I say it correctly for those who follow AEW and follow uh, European style wrestling, 
taking on Ray Mendoza. And the final match of Wrestle Madness 4, I think is one of the very few matches we've ever actually seen in Wrestle Madness. Jushin Thunder Liger taking on Flying Brian Pillman. Gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes down to it, looking at bracket three, a lot of people are going to say the matchup of the bracket is Pillman Liger. But I got to tell you, to me, as a wrestling purist, my matchup is Malenko and Les Thornton. Les Thornton was one. A lot of people don't know. But growing up in the NWA days, Les Thornton was another one that could tie you into a knot and go to another match, tie somebody else in a knot, and go to probably a third or a fourth match before he'd even start getting tired. And I'm going to tell you right now, putting him and Dean Malenko together, we talked with the committee, and we had a lot of discussions. This match, if there was actually – this was an actual tournament, this match would probably have to have no time limit because I think these guys would go forever. And I'll tell you right now, based on what's here, that's probably the match of the bracket for me. Um, Jeremy, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you. Your thoughts on the final bracket here as a part of Wrestle Madness 4. So before I get into who's on that bracket, can I just, unless I had missed something in the first two brackets, are you telling me, that Alejandro Moreno is not in this bracket. And, and I'm going to give you a few who made it to the committee, but wound up, as you talk about, kind of like with the NCAA tournament of those on the outside looking in, not only... Is How is Blue Demon not on this? Well, you look at it this way. You have Blue Demon, not on the list. Kushida, not on the list. And <laughs> Not on the list. Where's El Dandy, damn it? Yep. Uh, Taka Michinoku, not on the list. Unbelievable. Davy Boy Smith, not on the list. And the one that really stood out to me, and the committee was very stunned, Gory Guerrero, one of the pioneers of Lucha Libre, is not on the list, did not make the final cut of 64. And I'm going to tell wow. you as it is right here, guys, I got to tell you, this bracket is good. But again, it's one of those things. It would be great if we could put everybody in the tournament. And, and yes, he is in the tournament, Jake. But you got to remember, we want to go through it. He's been primarily known as Shane Helms yep. versus Gregory Helms. So that's how we went with it. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead for um, to go ahead and throw this to the maestro, and then we'll throw it to Mr. Ice okay. for the last thoughts here. And while we're going on that, I'm going to go ahead and find uh, yes, Shane Helms was in bracket number one, taking on El Santo in the first round. Maestro, right, your thoughts? Okay, we'll have fun with that one, Shane. Okay, nevertheless, you know, you, you mentioned some of the amazing names that are not in this bracket. I just want to say it is great to see Flying Brian Pillman in this. Um, you know, as time went on, his his he was more grounded wrestling wise, but especially early on in his career, he was all over the place. 
and he inherited a lot of Lucha Libre style of professional wrestling. And I feel that it's very deserving to have him in this tournament. So I commend the committee for that. Um, like I said, there's pioneers in this that are not, that had not made the cut of 64. And I do look at it as less of disrespect to them and more so of there is just so many iconic names in light heavyweight Lucha Libre wrestling to really put. We would need a much bigger bracket than just 64. Um, now, if El Santo didn't make it, then I would really be raising some hell because when it comes to Lucha Libre wrestling, believe it or not, especially if you go to Mexico or anywhere else down uh, below the United States in Central America, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody more famous than El Santo. And I'm not just even talking about professional wrestlers. He's an icon in the country. So that's what I, I got on the matter. Okay, well, like I said, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, Justin, we're going to go to you for your final thoughts on Wrestle Madness 4. Final thoughts, unlike Jerry Springer, these will have a little more meaning. Um, uh, when it comes to the to this Wrestle Madness, uh, this is like a uh, a dream come true to wrestling fans of any type of light heavyweight uh, division. Uh, WCW, thank God for WCW because they really brought for you know to the to the to the forefront uh, cruiserweight wrestling, the light heavyweights. I'm looking forward to seeing if Dean Malenko can make it. To, to face Tiger Mask or Prince, uh, uh, was it, um, I'm sorry, Pac against Tiger Mask or Pac against Pillman or Liger. Uh, you know, I remember watching matches. Liger and Pillman were the very first match on the very first Monday Nitro, and they tore the house down. That's how I was introduced to Juice and Liger in 1995 when I watched Monday Nitro for the first time. Uh, that year as well, besides having those matches with uh uh, Liger, Pillman had matches with Alex Wright at the Great American Bash in the opening contest and with Johnny Bubad at Fall Brawl and he both he both made those those Pillman both made both those matches uh, you know watchable with those two with those two workers. So I'm looking forward to this tournament. I'm hoping uh, we get some dream matchups you know that we're all excited about and uh, I'm ready to have some fun with this. Well, I gotta tell you right now, guys, it's gonna be a great episode next week, next Tuesday night. Make sure you're here seven o'clock Central Time, eight o'clock East Coast, six o'clock Mountain Time, five o'clock on the West Coast. Wrestle Madness Four, brought to you by the great folks at the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Now, gentlemen, we have a lot of stuff to still take care of here in hour number two, but before we do, we're gonna make a little bit of a different twist here tonight, since this is the Wrestle Madness Preview Show right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Let's go ahead. And we're going to take just a moment here. I know we're going to be going on in just a moment to the FWWC. But before we go, let's go ahead and do something a little different here tonight. We're going to do the shoot and shout segment, but we're going to have a focus on it tonight. The shoot and shout segment is going to be revolving around Wrestle Madness. Someone you think should be in the tournament or someone you think or someone you think that was in the tournament that shouldn't be or someone that shouldn't be in the tournament that is. So at this point, Maestro, if you'd be so kind, let's go ahead and hit the music for tonight's special edition of the Shoot and Shout segment. All righty. Bear with me. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. 
everything is fine, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact, and if you interact, your life's on contract. Your best bet's to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he says, she says, bullshit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've had enough of the shoot and shout segment music. Um, Guys, I'm going to start off real quick. I know I already said mine, but I'm going to throw it out there. Mine is, and again, I I respect the committee big time. I want to say a special shout out to the committee for taking care of things. My thing is this, and I'm going to say it right now, Corey Guerrero not being in the field of 64. That just kind of grinds my gears here tonight. He's done so much for professional wrestling. All of his sons going into the world of professional wrestling. To me, Gory Guerrero not being in the field is my shoot and shout. Um, Maestro, I'll go to you. Your thoughts. Somebody that's in the field that shouldn't be or somebody that's not in the field that should be. Okay, well, I could easily make a couple on this. First off, get Dwayne Gill the hell out of this tournament. <laughs> um, I That's literally the first thing that is on my mind with this. Um, secondly, how, and like I said, how is Blue Demon not in this? Um, Blue Demon, you know, along with El Santo and Mil Mascaris, who Mil Mascaris would be on here if it weren't for the fact that he does not meet the weight limit cutoff for uh, the tournament. He is over, you said, uh, Luke, I believe 220 pounds? 225. 225, yeah, I believe he's about he's billed as about 245. So um, even though he's uh, Lucha Libre, he just missed the weight cutoff. Nevertheless, yes, Blue Demon, who had a 41-year career in both professional wrestling and in media in general. He made so many film appearances alongside El Santo. Um, and his record goes beyond saying he never lost a Luchas de Apustas match. And he was in a lot of them. We're not just talking like where Kane was in two. I mean, we are talking where he was in over a dozen. And he was in over 20 films starting in 1961. Um, He was in the inaugural class of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. He is in the uh, Lucha Libre AAA Worldwide Hall of Fame from this year. And while accolades go, he doesn't have as many championships as some of the other names in this bracket. It's the impact that he left on the industry that is what's most important for him. And, you know, in Lucha Libre, wearing the mask is perhaps the most important thing. He made it an absolute mission to never be revealed in public his face. Um, I do have one more quick one, and then I know... uh, I can see Jay Wade's over there waiting. Um, Davy Boy Smith. You got the Dynamite Kid on there. You gotta have uh, Davy Boy Smith. And there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm very surprised that um, he did not make the cut. Like I said, I, the committee, just because there's 64 wrestlers doesn't mean there was only 64 wrestlers the committee had to think about. There was a lot more that the committee had to go through and determine. Um, but nevertheless, I respect their final decisions, except for one, and that one being Dwayne Gill. So other than that, that's all I got for the shoot and shout. All right. Uh, Justin, let's go ahead and finish out shoot and shout here this evening with your thoughts. No, I like uh, Maestro's uh, uh, 
train of thought here. Get Dwayne Gill out of there. I, uh, but, you know, we could have had, you know, we're missing, you know, the likes of Chavo Guerrero. You know, he held the, the, the cruiserweight uh, version, the, the WWE version of the cruiserweight title multiple times. You also were missing Ultimo Dragon. Nope, not, Ultimo Dragon's no, in brackets. Is Ultimo he? Dragon, wa- he Ultimo is. Dragon was in the uh, bracket two taking on Koji Kanemoto. Oh, okay. My mistake. Um, okay, I'm glad. I'm very happy now. Um, and, uh, <laughs> what about psycho- psychosis? Isn't it? Isn't psycho- it? Yes, psychosis is in the bracket. Uh, okay, I have no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Dwayne Gill's in there. Dwayne <laughs> Gill. Yeah, he's yeah. So uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty bad. You, uh, I would have rather seen uh, Bastion Booger in that bracket than uh, Dwayne Gill. So. Well, well, gentlemen, before we go ahead and we move on here tonight, um, I do want to throw a couple things out here. Uh, we had a couple bring out here, um, and uh, Jeremy, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to want you to go ahead because you're going to be able to pull these up. Uh, the first one I want to pull up here were two names that were brought up real quick uh, by our, our good friend Jake. Uh, he brought up the idea of two not brought onto the bracket were Petey Williams and Chris Sabin. And another one I would consider Ooh. in that same era would be uh, I'll be honest with you. A lot of people might say Eddie Edwards, might say Davy Richards, might say Alex Shelley. Uh, I'm going to put one out there, and a lot of people may not necessarily put them out there. Matt Seidel, Delirious, our friend Dingo. There are a lot of great wrestlers that were that just we didn't have enough room. The second one I want to clarify is the last comment that we have here in the chat from uh, Aaron Wallace. He's bringing up the idea of uh, Mr. Monday Night. And or Sabu, and I am sorry to inform you, that in this case, going back, looking through the records, Rob Van Dam and Sabu both weigh in at 235, which is 10 pounds over the limit. Jerry says, Lynn comes in at 212 pounds, so therefore that's why they are not there. The last one was the previous comment by our good friend Aaron Wallace, and I think Night Owl needs to be paying attention to it. Uh, I think it should be changed more to Justin, 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 instead of Jerry, Jerry. So, can I just say, um, you know, I think I understand why RVD and Sabu don't make the cutoff. Um, it's just all the late night munchies. Uh, well, that's, that's somebody's individual opinion. And Aaron, we totally understand. Like I said, it's one of those, a lot of discussion went in with the committee. And again, to Mike, to Stuart, to Justin, to Sonny, and all the members of the committee, thank you for all your hard work to get Russell Madness 4 ready to go. And gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to switch gears here a little bit. I know both of our next two guests are here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead real quick because I know he's a very busy man. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw things to the CEO, the one, the only, Mr. Dewan Mills. Dewan, are you there? Let me get upstairs and get on camera, man. It is a a late night. Holy (laughs) moly. Let me get in position. Well, hey, Mr. CEO, he's taking care of business here. And again, he's coming around. He's taking care of business. And I got to ask you, CEO, how are you doing in Kansas City? And I got to ask you, how did you avoid the snow? Well, let's be honest, gentlemen. I've been in Kansas City over 20 years of my life, and the worst of the snow doesn't really happen till maybe January or possibly February. So this little November or whatever was just a quote-unquote sneak preview of things to come. 
So oh, don't hit. say that, man. Don't say that because St. Louis got not one but two small rounds of snow, and we're not even to Thanksgiving yet. That's going to be a precursor, man. This is going to be a nasty winter. And surprisingly, looking at the Farmer's Almanac, and again, that might show my age. You're so old. They're saying it's going to be the worst on record. So He's old. I'm old because the Almanac works. I've been looking at stuff. I've been following the Almanac since I was a kid, and unfortunately, it's legit. It's a total (laughs) – well, you know something though, I gotta put it this way: you might, we might have the the uh, the farmers almanac, but when it comes to the FWWC, the CEO is the almanac. He is the one that gives us all the info. CEO, I know we're gonna be talking about this Friday night. I want to go ahead and throw things to you, so we can go ahead and let those part of the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, can have an opportunity to know what's gonna go on this Friday night with the FWWC. Well, let's speak on Thursday real quick. Let's put a little caveat in that. So Thursday on the FWWC tonight, for the first time in history, actually technically the second time in history, we're going to have ourselves a little debate. We had a debate a couple of years ago during the election. Uh, A couple of FWC superstars spoke their piece and went a little bit back and forth. But this Thursday, it is the Great Warriors debate involving our FWWC Warriors Heart Champion, El Mataratas, Debating against the two challengers, Sister Haas and Savior Saint. I will be the host. I'll be the guy. I'll be asking the questions. More details to come. But if you want to see some incredible, incredible, you know, kind of different. We usually talk our fisticuffs in the ring. But we're going to be behind the podiums this Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Central. And your boy, the CEO, is going to be there to direct all the traffic, man. It's going to be a great time. Well, Duan, I got to tell you right now, as you're sitting there having those three and being able to keep the peace, that's going to be a challenge in itself. And I'm going to give you some props for taking care of that. But now that we talked about the FWWC tonight, which you can catch on Thursday at 730, correct? 730, correct. That's correct. 730, make it a point. Check out the FWWC tonight. Now let's shift gears. We've got a great debate coming Thursday. And Friday, we got Friday night fights. Let's go ahead and keep it rolling, CEO. Let's talk about Friday night. Friday night. So, Friday night is going to be a stream night of mystery. See, this is the last week before FWWC Survivor Series. So, what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is mix it up a little bit this upcoming Friday. I'm going to shake things up, if you will, because next weekend, next week is FWWC Survivor Series. Now, is the card available tonight, or we didn't put the card out? Oh, you don't have it just yet? No card, no card, nothing like uh, that? I don't know, Knight. Uh, I don't know if we have the card. That's right, true. Do we that's have it? Good. That's good. If you don't have the card, that is fine. Because I, I'm going to say right now, CEO, we don't have a card. You're, the, cool. you're the man of mystery right now, so let's that's talk cool. about it. That is perfect, because I'm going to be mixing things up. There's going to be two tag team matches this upcoming Friday, Involving the teams of Prophets of Madness, Holy Hell, and Lucha Legends, will all which all teams will be competing for the tag titles of Survivor Series. But your regular partner may not be the partner you team up with this Friday. Let's so tune in, check it out, and we're gonna be there, baby. Well, I gotta tell you, Dewan, that without question is gonna be a great opportunity. And like I said, we're gonna be walking into FWC. FWWC Survivor Series in a little over a week's time, and this madness and mystery is going to be a great thing. For more information about the FWWC, you can check it out on the Russell Talk Podcast webpage, uh, backslash fantasy wrestling. And why don't you go ahead and give a little more for those to remember 
where they can catch the FWWC this Thursday night. This Thursday night, we will be live on StreamYard. Thank you, Night Owl, for letting me utilize StreamYard, baby, because StreamYard is an amazing, incredible service. All you guys sound great. All you guys look great. I love using this app. It is amazing. 110%. We getting down, baby. Let's get it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right here. The CEO, the one, the only, Dewan Mills. Dewan, it's always an honor and a privilege to see you. And I got to ask you right now, before we go ahead and move on, I know you were listening to some of Wrestle Madness 4. Do you have any early prediction? I mean, again, we have a lot of wrestlers here in this tournament. I got to ask you, we got a lot of info. Any early favorites from you? I kind of agree with what my, my guy said. So 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 a 10-pound difference doesn't make a little bit of it. So 10 pounds really makes a difference. My man already yep. inside boot. A 10-pound difference, really 10 pounds. Hold your hand, man. Hold, hold up your shoe. Hold 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 up your finger. 10 pounds really makes us, you know, RBD, me and him got something in common. I'm just saying, you know. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> I, right, yeah, yeah, you know how we do it. <laughs> But I'm really excited about it, man. I'm tuning in next Tuesday. It's going to be freaking insane, dog. Straight All up. Right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the CEO. You can catch him this Thursday as a part of the great debate on FWWC tonight, 730 on all the great social media outlets. And speaking of which, we're going to go ahead and keep it rolling. Another familiar face for the FWWC, another familiar face to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I know we've got a proper introduction for this man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. For the one, the only, and we got to make sure we turn it up for the man himself, Big Daddy P. What? Look at my hair. <laughs> no! Already ready for Russell Madness 4. He's got the hair going. He's got the look going. He's got the energy going, as he always does. Big Daddy P, I got to ask you, how you doing, my friend? Proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. I like the gas prices. Ah. All right. Well, Big Daddy, I got to ask you, man. We got to go ahead and, and get your thoughts here. I know you've been a very busy man trying to take care of things. I know you got a chance to very Move it. I moved. I moved. You just moved. Like, literally. Yes, all the boxes are still here. It's still kind of chaos, but we're getting it put together one day at a time. <laughs> That's the only way you can be. Now, I got to ask you, I know you had a chance to listen just to the last few minutes of Russell Madness 4. I don't know if you get a chance to listen to all of our bracket, but I got to ask you, we're talking about the greatest light heavyweight wrestler in history. Any early predictions? Who are my choices? Because I missed that. Uh, give you an idea. They're all right here. I mean, we had 64 individuals. Tell you, just tell me one that you think would be your your greatest light heavyweight. Well, you light heavyweight. I'd probably under 225 pounds. Mm. Maybe, uh, maybe Chris Benoit. Ooh, you know that's another one we talked about. Benoit did not Ooh, make the cut. Oh, that's hold on, hold on. 
But, but that's because of his Hold personal on, life and what happened at the end of his life. No, 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 up no. until that point. No, exactly. we go to the, no, and I will, and I will put this out there as relates to the committee. He did not have enough votes from the committee. Well, oh my God. One of the I best, guess. I'm telling you. Well, you got to look at it too, is the idea. And we were talking about it earlier when you have wrestlers like Gory Guerrero, Blue Demon, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Taka Michinoku, among others, that didn't make the cut. I mean, again, it's real hard to put it into 64. But, I mean, again, it's going to be one of those. I know Big Daddy P is going to be listening. Uh, uh, Justin, you, you, you've been sitting there kind of stewing a little bit. Yeah, just about Benoit. Um, he, I didn't put him in because when he, he was working in the, before his uh, before his untimely end, uh, he was at the 240 mark. When he was in WCW, he was at the 220 mark. So yep. you, uh, he can still be considered a light heavyweight during if you're using the WCW version. And he had some killer matches with Malenko with uh jericho with jushin liger so yeah uh big daddy can he could say that's his favorite light heavyweight that it just he didn't make the cut because i was going off of the wwe weight limit so mm-hmm. well like i said big daddy p we're gonna go ahead i know you got a lot on your mind you've been moving we're getting ready to get near that holiday season i don't know how how things are with you i mean we just got done talking with the ceo and again Kansas City manages to avoid the nasty weather, but St. Louis has had two small runs of snow already, and we're still a week out from Thanksgiving. How are things out there in your neck of the woods? Uh, rainy and cold. Rainy and cold. Uh, well, I guess that's I- all right. Because, listen, the, the fact that the seasons change, because you got to remember, I was originally from Los Angeles, where the seasons don't change. It's always 80 degrees and sunny. So, Going from that to Chicago, which gave me the introduction introduction to winter. Now I'm in Tennessee where it's much more moderate. So it's a lot. Uh, the weather is definitely not as extreme as it is in other states. Well, well, Big Daddy, I mean, again, we got lots of things changing. You talked about the seasons changing. One thing that doesn't change here on the Wrestle Talk podcast is the opportunity to get to talk with you each and every week. And I got to tell you right now, I uh, had a lot of people, I mean, again, the holiday season does get really kind of busy. The hustle and bustle really starts kicking in. Um, I want to go ahead. Um, can you go ahead as we get prepared for Wrestle Madness before we get prepared for the 2022 holiday season? Can you give us a little snippet of truth as we prepare for the remainder of 2022 and beyond? Well, yeah, one, we're, we're coming up to Thanksgiving, which every year the older I get, the more the reality sets in that, it's all the days but Thanksgiving that we should be thankful, not just on Thanksgiving. I mean, we right now we have countries that are, are possibly under uh, uh, some heavy war coming up. And uh, so we need to be thankful for the time and the freedoms and what we have. We've watched the last two years, um, you know, kind of just watch this country kind of fall apart right before our very eyes. And so I'm, I'm looking forward and I'm thankful that we have an opportunity now to focus on ways that we can make our country better. Uh, because again, there's a lot of negativity going on. There was, there's always been negative issues in regards to the country, but I, I think right now it's really important for us to remember that uh, you know we might not get all the things we want for Christmas, or maybe during Thanksgiving we don't have a big as a turkey as we uh, had last year because the prices. I mean, a, a nine volt battery. When I moved into the new place, we needed 
uh, four brand new smoke detector batteries, 375 apiece. I was like, wow, for one battery, you know? So there's a lot of things going on in this world that we can get discouraged, but we can look at it and face value and say, well, with all this chaos, you know, how, how could there be a God? But the fact is because of all the chaos and we're still here should show you that there is not only a God, but there's a God that loves us and wants to provide for us and care for us. If only we would ask. So one of the reasons why we have this, this excerpt is to, if anybody has any prayer requests, it's, I, I personally, I rather see no prayer request than see five of them, because that means there are five people that are really hurting. And I just, I hate to watch people suffer. And, you know, we don't have all the facts. We don't know why people go, what they go through, but the fact remains is if you're still here, if you're watching this, if you can hear my voice, well, that means God has a plan. Uh, there are people who left work today on their way home and didn't make it. They're face to face with him. Their journey's done. But ours is just beginning because we're here. That's why he says, today is the day that the Lord has made. He says, rejoice. He says, and be glad. I don't like the word glad because the Hebrew word actually for that word is a superabundance of happiness. Otherwise, why would you rejoice? But I just want to encourage your listeners today and all of our friends of, of Wrestle Talk and beyond to just to have hope and, and to be an encouragement. Uh, as I mentioned in many other episodes, we always remember John 3.16, but we don't remember 1 John 3.16, which the second part of that says we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Why? Because he laid down our lives for us. I mean, the fact that we have air, the fact that we can breathe, the fact that we have internet, the fact that we have this wonderful Wrestle Talk podcast that people can come together and talk about wrestling, that's a lot to be thankful for. So my snippet of truth today is to offer a basket full of thanksgiving to your creator. Continue to have an attitude of gratitude because it can always be worse. And that's truth right there. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I as again, my sure not the microphone taken care of here. But as we look at right here, that attitude is gratitude. That's one of the things we got to look at each and every week, each and every day. And I got to tell you, that's a that's a great saying to have. And I'm going to tell you, that's something that I personally take to heart because, like I said, when you have that negative attitude, it really t- it t- it turns your whole your whole mentality, your whole way of being around. And you've got to be able. I mean, we do have our bad moments. When it comes down to it, there are so many people in this world that very well have things going on that we couldn't even begin to know the baggage they carry. And when we have the opportunity to do the things that we have and ha- have the opportunities to do things, it really truly is an honor and a privilege to do the things that we can each and every day. And yeah. I think I think a lot of people need to take that more to heart each and every day. Not only so, that, dude, but, but the fact remains is that we have two choices. We know that stress is optional. Problems are guaranteed. It's how you handle your situations that we're really most tested on. So right now, if you're going through a financial situation with the holidays coming up, God is faithful and he will provide. You might not get the Ferrari you want, or you might not get the Maserati, or you might not get the mansion, or you might not get, but the fact remains, the fact that like I haven't had water in the last two days because we didn't have the water changed over till today. So I, I really learned to be thankful for water. Uh, because that's something that, you know, you don't realize 
whether if, uh, you know, if you've been with it or without it, you, you know. So just be thankful and uh, use opportunities like this to encourage because half the world is automatically negative, not because they want to be, but they've been hurt so bad in the past that they have no choice but to, 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 to it's, it, there, there's a story of a fish tank. And inside the fish tank is a fish, and it swims back and forth. You drop food in, it goes after the food. You drop it, it goes after the food. But if you put a glass plate into it, you still drop the food. He's still going to go after the food, but he's going to hit the glass. And there are a lot of people hitting the glass and don't know why. And the reason why that is because they have not put their faith and trust in him. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're without hope, if you're without eternal life, if you've never heard, what Christ did for you. He died as a substitute for you. And the fact that you have the ability to hear that and hear what he did and either accept it or reject it, that's the greatest part about a relationship with God. You don't have to have a relationship with him. He's still going to love you. He's still going to provide for you. But I can tell you, when you have your focus and attention on others and not yourself, man, you want to talk about a peace that doesn't stop? That's what it's all about. So I gotta think, well, go ahead, Jeremy. I was going to say, uh, last night, at uh, I'm a part of a Celebrate Recovery uh, mm. group every uh, Monday night. And it's interesting you bring up the attitude of gratitude because the lesson last night was actually on gratitude. So <laughs> I did find that really interesting that you had brought that up because, you, like you said um, – there is a lot of – it's easier to be negative than positive. There's so much negative energy that surrounds us, and it can be hard to overcome. But have, being grateful and having that attitude of gratitude is just so wonderful, and you just take time to count your blessings and be thankful for everything you have and who you're with, especially this time of year. Because so. even, even coming on the show today, I was on my way to rehearsal – and I slipped in the kitchen and fell on my knee or hurt my knee. That stopped me from being able to go, go to rehearsal. But at the same time, it also gave me an opportunity to guarantee that I could be on the show because at rehearsal, the Internet's not that very good. And so depending on if I can go inside or not uh, always determines what kind of connection I'm going to have. That's actually why I missed you last week. I tried to get on, and then it's just the signal died out, and I felt bad. But we're here tonight. Do we have any prayer requests? Even if anybody didn't send them, if there's anything you guys have, anything on your heart, anything you heard, like I have a friend of mine, a very dear friend, also a client. His wife was just diagnosed with Parkinson's, and I know what that's like. My dad passed away of that. So I know that's one prayer request I have. I also know we need to pray for this country because we just got through an election and there's another one coming up. And depending uh, on, on what happens, we'll determine where this country goes. We've seen through the years, through the last 50 years, God bring presidents in that bless the country and encourage the country. And we've had some that have come in and have wasted the resources and, and really turned this country upside down. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to a, a positive change uh, only be, and it's, it has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. It really has to do with is, is do you want a, a country that you're, that you feel safe in? And I think that's one of the things right now that people uh, are, are very concerned about not only the financial part with inflation and everything, but just overall security. You know, uh, you can walk down any street in any country today and have a problem. 
there were times that that didn't exist. So we just have to continue to be prayerful and thankful every day. I always ask the Lord, open every door that needs to be open, close every door that needs to be closed, because I just don't want to walk through a door that's either going to hurt somebody or hurt myself. And so it's it's understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit, understanding that when God is with you, he's inside of you. And, he, and, and the, the power of the ministry of the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you, similar to Pinocchio and... Uh, um, his conscience, uh, Jiminy Cricket, you know, he was there to tell him, don't do this, don't go that way. I wouldn't go over there if I was you. These voices that we're hearing, these things that were this guidance that we receive, uh, it comes directly from heaven to watch out and to protect us. So not only is having a relationship with God good, not only for your health, but just day to day, if you know what the end, the story's already written. I know the end. We win. So no matter what, one of two things are going to happen, either we get through this episode or he comes back. Either way, we win. So that's why we have to have an attitude of gratitude, not only because of, of just who he is and what he does, but what he's done for us. My goodness. I mean, I, I'm sure right now, if, if we were to ask every person who's on the show, have you ever had a hard time? The answer is going to be absolutely. So we just got to continue to trust him. And uh, if you guys are ready, uh, if there's any prayer requests that you know of, I'll go ahead and pray and you can continue on with the rest of the rest of the talk. Well, Perry, right now, as we have here, we had one, uh, we had a request uh, from a, from one of our viewers, uh, had an aunt who passed away in 2017, uh, kind of looking at it for as a reminder of, I, I, of the family. Uh, also, there are several wrestlers in the world that have been uh, dealing with some nagging injuries. I mean, again, this time of year has really been, kind of tough on them. And also I know there's a couple people here as a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast. You've got a lot going on. Uh, I don't want to go into large detail because it's not really any of my business to go into large detail, but I know there's a couple members of the staff that are going through some tough times as well. So um, at this point, I think that's pretty much it for the week. I'm going to go ahead and uh, turn things over. Uh, actually, Jeremy, you got something we need to add? Yeah, I um, just – yeah, I work in a nursing home and a dear friend of mine there um, recently just got hospitalized. Uh, something serious did happen. So um, I visited her the past couple of days. But, yeah, I just asked for prayers to get her back to strength. Um, so, yeah, that's what all I right. All right. I think we've got everything covered here. If it's come into the Wrestle Talk podcast, we're going to go ahead and turn it over to our one and the only Big Daddy P. Take it away, Big Daddy P. I'm just looking at this uh, comments real quick to make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay. Father God, we thank you so much for this time that you've made possible. I thank you for the Wrestle Talk podcast, Father, for the prayer request in regards to our aunt. We know that um, loss is very difficult. We know that losing anybody um, is, is very, very painful. And so I just pray for peace and comfort, especially during the holiday season for those who are missing someone that they lost this year. Um, we know how difficult that is. We also know that um, sickness is, is rampant and we want to pray for the girl in the nursing home that you would strengthen her, that you would uh, build her back up so that she can return back to the life that she's used to. Also want to pray for Wanda and uh, her Parkinson's diagnosis and for the Grand staff family, that you would continue to bless and guide them, that you continue to shield them, uh, and that all the answers in regards to uh, her care would be covered. Father, we also thank you for 
um, our country. We thank you that uh, you've given us a country that is centered around uh, your ways, uh, but we know that we've gone away. We've taken you out of schools. We've taken you out of governments. We've taken you out of so many areas where people think that church and state, which might be considered separate, were never separate in biblical times. Matter of fact, it was the religious leaders and the governments that were causing most of the problems. And so, Father, I just pray that you continue to strengthen this country, that you continue to bless those in Congress and encourage them to do the right thing. Father, we know that no matter what happens, we know that you are with us. You will never leave us, never forsake us. And Father, I pray for those that have prayer requests that didn't announce them. You know their needs. You have all the facts. And I just pray that you would continue to strengthen them. Father, and I just thank you for um, uh, this opportunity that we have to just to stop and to focus on you, to have communion with you tonight. You tell us that when there are two are gathered in your name, you're there in the midst. So we thank you that you have joined us tonight in this podcast. And I just ask that um, as you, as we continue on each and every week until your return comes, that we would keep our eyes on you. We just love you so much. And for all the unknown requests, Father, again, just continue to meet them at their needs. We love you so much. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, in whose name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Big Daddy P. It's an honor and a privilege to have you on the program each and every week. And I'm going to tell you right now, next week is going to be a busy week. We've got to go from 64 to 1 when it comes to the, the world of light heavyweight wrestling. I know you're going to be tuning in. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know this is one you're going to be looking forward to. Nightmare Jones is actually going to be joining us next oh. week. He's going to be back in the house as part of the Wrestle Talk podcast right here with Wrestle Madness 4 right here next Tuesday night. I think right there, that's just an incentive in itself to have you tune in. I'll be there for sure. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Big Daddy P joining us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. We will see you soon, sir. Thank you for joining us. And like I said, Big Daddy P here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Until next time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Big Daddy P. We've got hey, just guys. a few more minutes here until we're going to go ahead. And gentlemen, we are, actually tell you what, since we've got just a few minutes here, we are right on schedule. I'm going to throw something out here. Tonight has been the Wrestle Madness preview show. We've talked a lot about what's going on in the world of wrestling. We've talked about cruiserweights. We've heard our positives. We've heard our negatives. We've talked about light heavyweights, welterweights, middleweights. You name it, we've talked about everything when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. But I'm going to let you in on a secret. When we have our meetings for the Wrestle Talk podcast, there are two people who consistently say that they are number one when it comes to the Wrestle Talk podcast and the Game Show Challenge. One of them is Justin Wade. The other one is the Maestro. Uh-oh. So tonight, <laughs> gentlemen, we've got just a few minutes here, and we've got two contestants. I think it's only fitting for us to have <laughs> a little Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge between, quite honestly, two of the most recent addies to the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, Mr. Maestro, if you would, please, let's go ahead and hit that game show challenge music. All righty. Here we go.
right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants tonight are Justin Wade and the maestro Jeremy Carp. Now, gentlemen, considering <laughs> tonight's theme has been Wrestle Madness and we're talking about light heavyweight, tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category oh, is boy. going to be. The WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Ooh. I will give you three Ooh. individuals who've held the WCW Cruiserweight title. When you think you know the answer, please go ahead and shout out your answer. First one to get two out of three falls wins tonight's contest. I do also want to preface that in this particular case, we are going to also include, I should maybe make this title a little bit better, the WCW WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Okay. All so, right. Just to make it a little bit more fair, uh, we're going to go ahead and take care of that. And uh, real quick here, before we go on to our first question, Asad, thank you for joining us here on the Russell Talk podcast this evening. Uh, at this point here, uh, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, Justin, are you ready? I'm as ready as I can be. All right. Um, Maestro, are you ready? Is there a time for a substitute? Uh, no, <laughs> don't think so. So at this point, we're going to go ahead and take care of this. Remember, when you think you know the answer, be the first one to shout it out. Question number one. As many people are aware, Shinjiro Otani was the first WCW Cruiserweight champion. However, the first, I guess you would say, uh, the first WCW-based Cruiserweight champion defeated That is correct. Justin Wade is up one to nothing. The correct answer was Dean Malenko. The second half of the question was wound up losing the title to Ray Mysterio. At oh. this point, uh, question number two, Maestro, are you ready? Uh, you saw how well the first one went, so <laughs> let's just see how this goes. All right, <laughs> Justin, are you ready? Yes, sir. All righty, here we go for question number two. This individual has spent time in promotions in Mexico, ECW, WCW, and the WWE. Psychosis. No. Oh, well. This individual is also known for holding the WCW, WWE Cruiserweight Championship the most times with eight reigns. Most recently, he suffered an attack at the hands of his own son. Oh, Rey Mysterio, no. Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, it's two to nothing for Justin Wade. Now, Jeremy, you and I have to have a talk. You uh, and I have been longtime friends. Not as long as Justin and I, but we've been friends for a long time. Oh, we've been boy. broadcast colleagues now for, I believe, nearly two years. Yes, we have. I'm going to tell you right now, you are dangerously close to getting swept. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm about to hit the 10-bell salute to uh, tribute to my career. <laughs> well, let's say we've got one more question. Maestro, are you ready? <sighs> sure, sure, Luke. <laughs> I'm just so gosh darn ready for this. <laughs> okay, now that we've got Mr. Mr. Cheery here, um, Justin, are you ready for the final question tonight? All right, here we go. 
our final question for this week's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge. Now, at this point in time, this individual is recognized of having held the WCW Cruiserweight Championship and the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. He held the WWE Cruiserweight Championship for one day. He has moved on since then to being a producer for the WWE. Jay Helms? No. Name this individual known for the Shooting Star Press. Billy Kidman. Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially allowed to say that the winner of tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge with a clean sweep of the maestro oh, is geez. Justin Wade. Go ahead, maestro, and hit that victory music for Justin Wade. I will, Wade. if I can find it. I think this is the one. Okay, well, we'll see if we can have it. No, that ain't That was it. the right one. Is it? Okay. Uh-huh. Do we not have the other one anymore? This was a little more game show-esque. So, now that we've taken care of that little bit of business, gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead. We've got a little bit of time here. we got about 10 minutes left on the program. and a lot of great people uh, giving our comments tonight. Again, if you enjoyed the program, make it a point to follow us on social media. Also, make it a point to share us with all your great friends and family so we can get more people to be involved with the Russell Talk Podcast and continue to watch the Russell Talk uh, Podcast family grow. Now, gentlemen, I have one more question. We're going to call this, uh, I guess we'll call this Luke's Roundtable. Oh, boy. Before we go ahead and wrap things up, I'm going to ask you a question. Now, all three of us have been around the world of professional wrestling. I am going to ask this question. I'm going to give you about a mi- couple minutes to explain your thoughts. In your opinion, what was the greatest match, whether international, national, or local? What is the greatest wrestling match you have ever seen? I'm going to start this one with Jeremy Carter. Greatest match you've ever seen. Oh. Gosh, there is, there is plenty. Um, it's not plenty, Jeremy. It's greatest one. I know. I'm mm, Melina versus Alicia Fox. No. Um, okay. I will say, okay, I'm, damn it. Yeah, I need a minute to think on this one because there is a lot of ones I'm trying to think. Okay, so there. Okay, here we go. I, I'm gonna narrow it down here. There was one I had watched many times. I was always a fan of the feud between the Freebirds and the Von Erics, and there was a triple threat tag match where it was David, Carey, and Kevin Von Erich versus the Fabulous Freebirds. And the Freebirds came out into the old Willie Nelson version of Georgia on my mind, waving the Confederate flag. Match went on for about a half hour. Crowd went nuts. 
loved it. The WCCW days. If I had to pick another one, um, I would actually go with um, Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask. Um, back in in Tokyo, Japan. I think this goes back to in the eighties. But oh, wait a minute. I can't believe this one slipped my mind. I know my great, my favorite match of all time. I cannot believe this slipped. Steamboat Savage, WrestleMania 3. I can't Ooh. believe that one slipped. I knew there was one. Okay, yes. So, okay, so now, so now you got Steamboat three. Savage. Steamboat yes, Savage. One. Okay. Steamboat Savage. We'll we got to we'll we narrow down. Now, Justin, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Should I put Gilbert in any of those? You guys have no problem putting him in the tournament, so... That wasn't my choice, not whatsoever. <laughs> All right, Justin, I'm going to go ahead and throw this to you. Wh which okay. one would you say? So I have one, and it's always been my number one. Um, it got me to discover uh, another promotion. In 1993, it was my first year of love and pro wrestling. I remember my father gave me uh, a magazine with Yokozuna on the cover. It had the Royal Rumble 1993 results in it. And that started my love of pro wrestling. He later on got me my first pay-per-view of WrestleMania 9, and I was hooked. But in August of 1993, I was spending some time over at my grandmother's house on a Saturday night. And most Saturday nights nowadays, everybody in the old school wrestling community knows that Saturday night was WCW's mainstay show, WCW Saturday night. And on that night, for one full hour, I got to see a match between two individuals that I didn't know of until uh, that day of Sting versus Ric Flair for the W the big gold NWA title when the WCW and NWA still had an affiliation. They went for 45 to 55 minutes. I was enthralled. I didn't know that this other promotion existed. Um, and the, uh, and the, the, the match ended when, they were both on the outside. Flair gets back in the ring. As Sting goes to climb in the ring, Sid Vicious comes out and pulls Sting and hits him in the guard, where he lands in the guardrail, gets counted out, and Flair wins. And from that day, I was hooked uh, for all of pro wrestling. And that match, I'll always it's – a, it's a hidden gem. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Sting versus Ric Flair, 1993. And I'll always remember that match. Oh, I, I, that is a great one, Justin. Now, I'm going to tell you right now – um, as a wrestling fan, I said one, I have, I, I've come up with two and there's a reason why, because both of them really have, um, uh, kind of, um, uh, cement them is one that for years and years and years, and, and Justin knows this match very well. One of my all time favorites was Flair race, uh, or Flair versus race Stark 883. Great matchup. I mean, great. It gave the opportunity to really give Ric Flair, that movement forward to being the next generation of the NWA. Uh, the other one I would say would probably be, I'd probably see the second Steamboat Flair because any of those three matches were classics. But to me, I think Steamboat versus Flair, as, as was said, I think in both of their Hall of Fame speeches, was that they wrestled thousands of matches that were even better than what was on television but because of the fact that they were in the local arenas, it was often only just the uh, fans in attendance that got to see those matchups. And again, a lot of great wrestling. Uh, we do have a little more time here. I'm going to throw one more 
one more thing at you here. One more at the Luke's round table. The question that we have here, and somebody actually agrees with me on, this, on, the, on the podcast too. That's awesome. Thank you very much. We would like to know who it is, by the way. So make sure you, you can identify as well. Now, here's the other question. And this one's going to be one that's out there. Who would you say in your time in professional wrestling was the greatest wrestler you've ever interacted with? Doesn't matter whether referee, wrestler, announcer, whatever. The greatest wrestler you've ever had a chance to interact with. If you think I'm going to kiss your ass and say you, Luke, I'm sorry. I love you, but <laughs> I no, love you, I but I can't. Yeah, I wasn't um, going to go that far. Um, Jeremy, the the you're you're probably the the that person that you would the fa- most favorite person to interact with. Uh, all right, you're putting me between two yet again. First off, I do want to say, folks, to put it out there for the air. There is nobody that has had a bigger impact on me in my career in professional wrestling than the man sitting to the right on this screen. So I do offer so much praise to Luke Roberts, and he's like a brother to me, and I could never – there's no matter how many times I do end up thinking, I could never thank him enough for everything he's done. So I do have to get that out there. All right. Um, Now, now, Jeremy – Let's let's throw them out there because you've had the opportunity from being behind the announcer's table. You've had an opportunity to see a lot of wrestlers in the course of your time in pro wrestling. I got to ask you, who was that 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 favorite, the one that would register with you the most? Well, um, believe it or not, okay, this is where it does get interesting, and I have to be specific here. So, I've met Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. My mother and I have met Mick, Ric Flair, and she, um, he was always one of her favorite wrestlers, along with Hulk Hogan. Um, and I've met Harley Race on a couple of occasions. May he rest in peace. And it was such a pleasure. I met him at WLW um, many years ago. And, you know, it was a shame seeing what wrestling did to him health-wise, but... You were just you just felt this aurora of his presence of being there, like how much he gave to the industry. Um, as far as guys that are currently wrestling, guys that I've met in and out, I mean, we're talking guys like Ricky Cruz, um, Adrian Surge, Ethan Price is one of my favorites. It, it's I can't narrow it down to one. It would be doing a disservice to the men and women like Ashlyn Alexander, the Queen of Lariats, who is one of the last people I I would ever want to piss off because she has no problem going up against Big Vic in the ring. So just noticing that is enough. I just will say um, the fact that I've had such a pleasure to meet so many experienced wrestlers and newcomers. Because I've noticed, I've seen people that have literally started out um, as like security or something and worked their way to become a professional wrestler. So for me to be able to see that, it's, it's just really nice to see. So there's just too many to choose from. But as far as legendary status and things of that nature, highly race Ric Flair, bar none. So, all right. 
Justin, we'll go to you. You've had an opportunity hey. to be around a lot. So. so, Luke, you and me have been down the road a lot of times. I've known you since 2004. You and Harsh trained me. And, uh, you know, I'll always hold you in my heart. You know that. But when it comes down to it, I got to meet Harley Race as well. Uh, we had a good exchange. But the same day I met him, I brought a copy of it was a uh, reproduction of the first issue of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I presented it to him to sign. And I said, this is the, you know, he goes, what's this? And I told him. And he just, as he's taking a drag on a cigarette, Near the uh, ring truck, he looks at me and goes, and, and he wasn't on the cover. It was Dusty Rhodes and um, Mil Mascara. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me <laughs> and he goes, well, this ain't the first issue, kid. I was on the cover of the first issue. And <laughs> I'm just standing there. I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, you were. And uh, I didn't want to you know, push it any farther. He gave me his autograph. But uh, besides that also... Um, I got to meet uh, Seth Rollins, who was going as Tyler Black back in the day. And he was one of the most gracious, uh, you know, guys that I met that was, you know, doing the Ring of Honor stuff that I knew of, so that I knew that was making, you know, going further in the career. He was very gracious when I met him. Uh, and um, But lo and behold, the number one guy I can think of that's made an impact on me was uh, my very first match, uh, the Don Mega Shorty Biggs. Uh, he was... And the, he made me feel so comfortable in my first match. It was He was uh, my opponent that night. And he made me feel like, even though I was a green as can be rookie, made me feel like I was on his level that night. And I'll always remember that because he took care of me. Well, I got to tell you, I always miss the opportunity. I mean, I had a lot of opportunities to be in the ring with Don Mega Shorty Biggs, uh, Outcast as well as part of the Bum Rush Brothers. Uh, again, great tag team, but both great guys inside and outside of the ring. Uh, I'm going to echo what you said. Harley Race had an opportunity back in, in the late 90s. Uh, I was wrestling in a street fight matchup and was nervous as the day is long. And he came up to me and was asking me why I was nervous. I'm like, I'm going to go in a street fight. I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> and his reply was, go out there and do it. You'll feel it tomorrow. Okay. Went out there and had a, a dynamite matchup in my career. But, you know, one that really stands out to me, and again, another one that a lot of people would be surprised about uh, would be the idea. I've really had a lot of experience with it. Actually, I'm going to throw two, uh, three total. But um, Dingo, always had a blast with the man. Class act inside the ring. Class act outside of the ring. Uh, the Wind of Destruction, Mikazi, even though he has threatened yes. to set him on fire a few dozen times. Uh, he's phenomenal in-ring competitor but the one that always I, I i really enjoyed and it's kind of a, a weird way to look at it delirious i remember there, there's some instances one night um there was a situation where we were supposed to interview delirious and before you know it we had three people in the ring besides the announcer to figure out what delirious was saying it took four people to figure out what he was saying in the ring. That and things like um, our good friend Patrick Brandmeier. Every time Delirious is near ringside, he has he's like drawn like a like like a like a moth to a to a light. Every time he sees Patrick Brandmeier, he knocks his hat and throws his hat seventeen rows into the crowd. Always remember that. 
Uh, but again, phenomenal in-ring competitor. Um, have nothing but the utmost in respect. Um, I got to tell you, 35 years, it's hard to really go back and look at it. There's a lot of great people. Um, and again, I can tell you right now, having the opportunity um, to say right here, uh, having Jeremy Carper alongside me in the broadcast table, here's a guy who in the span of a little less than two years has really become one of the, I don't want to say up and coming voices of professional wrestling, I say one of the voices in professional wrestling because he knows exactly what needs to go on inside the ring. He knows what's going on. Um, he makes sure that he stands in the way anytime that the agents of chaos come near me, because, you know, I am kind of afraid of the agents of chaos after what they did to me and grafted. Um, Justin, as you said before, countless road trips, um, many trips we can't share on this program. We talked a couple yeah. weeks ago about road stories, uh, of professional wrestling. And there's, there's several we could share that would not necessarily be making it to air, but that's okay. No. We can take care of what's there. But again, Always, always a pleasure to be in the ring with Justin Wade. Um, I will have an opportunity. I'm going to share this story. Don't think I've shared this too many times. Um, one of the things they always share in professional wrestling is when you really know that you're a friend with somebody in the world of professional wrestling is you get to compete against them. And I had an opportunity many years ago to compete with one Justin Wade. And um, I'm going to kind of break the wall here a minute, but that's okay. Um, we were told when we signed our agreement that we were going to wrestle a 20-minute time limit. That was, a, that was what we agreed upon. Everything was good to go. I walked through the curtain. Next contest is one fall with a 10-minute time limit. <laughs> and at that point, I'm sitting here going, this is not going to bode well. So we get in the ring, we compete. And I got to tell you, this man right here, I mean, I'm just going to say right now, the look of Justin Wade here does not do him justice. This man could probably lift a small house by himself. And we wrestled the full 10 minutes. He had me hooked up. He had me in a submission hold. He had it hooked beautifully in the ring. He had the sharpshooter hooked. Couldn't get me to submit because he knew I wouldn't. And then at the end of the match, he decides that, he wants to put an exclamation point on our match. And he decides to hit me with a picture-perfect angle slam. Only problem is, is when Justin wants to continue the beating, uh, how do you say, he hit me to where I bounced so far, I bounced out of the ring between the bottom and the second rope and yes. wound up against the exit door of the building. And he's looking around, trying to figure out where I went. I was already in the parking lot before he got back to the locker room. So, but again, when it comes down to it, guys, those are just some of the stories when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. There's been a lot of great matches, a lot of great road stories. I know uh, the Night Owls talked about it. I really think somewhere down the road, there's going to be, with all of the wrestling that we have, I mean, you got, you've got uh, Jeremy the Maestro Carp, you've got Justin Wade, you've got myself, you got Joe Lance, who has had all sorts of issues with people in WDWA. You've got the Night Owl, who's announced in countless promotions. You got Sunny Money Mayo. You got uh, John Haas. I mean, we got a lot of people in the in the world of professional wrestling. And I got to tell you, between that and all the great guests that we've had, just having a road story show would probably be 
one of the greatest episodes. And who knows, we may have that before the end of the year comes around. Uh, real quick here, we do want to thank our sponsors before we wrap up tonight. Uh, Royal Mills Transportation out in Kansas City. If you need transportation, you're in the KC area, check out Royal Mills Transportation. Rathbun Engraving, if you want to pick up one of those great WrestleTalk podcast mugs that you saw earlier on, get a hold of one of the members of the WrestleTalk podcast. Nobleman's Barber Lounge, Kansas City. Great haircut all the time. Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. Our good friends over at Interstate 70 Sports Media. Little Popeye Designs, home of that great WrestleTalk podcast, Tumblr. And, of course, the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group. Gentlemen, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of great things that are going on in the world of professional wrestling. This Saturday, you've got Full Gear. You've got Survivor Series in a little more than a week. Uh, I'm going to go out there right now. A little oh, more yeah. than a week. Dynamo Pro Wrestling. Uh, you're going to have an oh, event yeah. a week from Saturday featuring the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Extraordinary Benjamin Trust, taking on the Snitch. I got to tell you right now, the Snitch took it at our last event to a completely different level at the Ben Oliver Memorial Tournament. And I got to tell you right now, that matchup is going to be one of the toughest ones. I know that Ben Trust is going to want revenge. He's going to want to make a statement, not just for himself, but for Dynamo Pro. Um, I got to tell you right now, that weren't enough. You've got the FWWC Great Debate this Thursday. And next Tuesday, right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Wrestle Madness 4. And we're going to have a few guests stopping by throughout the course of, of the program. Guys, I got to tell you, this show is so much fun each and every week. And having the opportunity to be here with you two has been always been awesome. And I got to tell you guys, next week, you thought this week was crazy with just the announcements. Imagine what it's going to be like next Tuesday night right here at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Mountain, 5 o'clock on the West Coast, when we have to go from 64 down to the 1. And as a reminder, and Jeremy, go ahead and throw that up here one more time because we do each and every week. If you need to uh, contact anyone, if you need that input, if you need somebody to be there for you, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, you can call them 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Also make it a point that if you ever have anything that's on your mind, make sure to reach out to your friends because they're always there. They're there to support you. And, you know, guys, I'm going to tell you something that really stands close to me, something I feel very, very fortunate to know each and every week. Uh, Jeremy, I know that you had many occasions of where you kind of wrap things up. So I think it would only be fitting tonight as a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast to go ahead and wrap up this episode with some words, not from Justin, although Justin, we're going to probably wind up making that a weekly segment after your, after your award-winning commentary earlier on. <laughs> but this time, we're going to go ahead and turn things over to our broadcast colleague, Jeremy Carp, to wrap up tonight's episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Take it away, Maestro. Ah, thank you so much, Luke. I greatly appreciate it. So he's absolutely right, and I will pop them back on before we close tonight because without these two, without the Night Owl, Sunny Money, Big Hoss, um, Chris Rodell, I mean, everybody. The Rust Talk podcast wouldn't be what it is without all of you wonderful fans. Um, but, yes, every week we put the National Suicide Prevention Hotline 988 up there, and it's available, like Luke said, 24-7, 365, 366 on leap years. Um, this was something I told the guys that we should do after uh, – Daphne passed away last year, tragically. Um, and 
it's really for a guy that struggles with depression daily. It's something that really means a lot to me. Um, and understand that the the road of life should never be one that you go down alone. There's always someone out there that loves you, always somebody that cares about you, and it just takes a simple phone call, a simple text, a simple message to reach out, and there will be that person who does care enough to truly listen to you and everything that um, you have to say and want to say. And it's just always a pleasure to be here every single week. And in closing, I do want to say, as I do with Roundabout Sports every week and every show I've done on here, that life is a book full of empty pages just waiting to be written in. Make your lives worth reading. God bless everybody. Have a good evening, and we'll see you next week for Wrestle Madness 4 right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Take care. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.